Hey, podcast crew, Lewis, CEO of Tortuga Marketing here. I just wanted to pop in and show some appreciation for your support on the podcast. Today, me and Spencer dive into some news from the marketing world, as well as touch on what to do to get started with content marketing, especially if you've decided to do so already and you have limited resources. So I hope you guys enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Shell. This is season two, episode six. I am your host, Spencer Ryan, and I am joined by our co-host, Luis Suarez, CEO of Tortuga Marketing and Professional Ninja Turtle. The Shell is a safe haven for marketing savants to get together and discuss the latest tips, tricks, tactics on content marketing. I appreciate you all being here. Luis, how are you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm feeling great, ready to get the week started, man. We film these on Mondays, and so... Um, I'm always most energized on Monday. Different story by Friday, though. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Mondays are are pretty energetic for me. A lot of people dread Mondays, but I'm just like, yeah, let's go do it. And then by Friday, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. Yep. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. For me, it starts, I don't know about you. For me, it starts like early Sunday where I start to get like the work juices going and I'm like checking my laptop and I'm just trying to like get into the week. Because yeah, I'm excited for Monday and Monday can't get here fast enough. But then, yeah, by Friday, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. But listen, man, there has been a lot of stuff going on over the weekend. I want to I wanna do a kind of a, like a new little segment here, marketing news. For everyone that's listening, There's there's been some big stuff coming up over this past week and weekend. Um, so I'm going to bounce these off of you, Lewis. I'd love to get your feedback. I hope I'm uh, prepared. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. No, these I'm, I'm going to tell you them and then we're going to like, discuss it a little bit so let's do it let's do it first in the news tiktok now has a self-serve ad platform it's very similar to facebook i uh, sure. actually people are saying it looks a lot like facebook's business manager and ad manager uh you have the opportunity to uh use campaign tools ad groups targeting uh budget management all that stuff and they're giving away a hundred million dollars to small and medium-sized businesses to promote themselves what do you think? I know. I thought that's really cool. Right. I think that uh, like that grant alone that they're giving to, to these businesses could be huge for them. However, in the same space, <laughs> there's a lot of countries. Well, India just banned TikTok and the United mm -hmm. States is on the verge of possibly banning TikTok. So mm -hmm. what does that mean? I mean, what do you think is going to happen? Do you see any any? problems or do you think this is just a big money scheme or or what are your thoughts uh, i have no idea um <laughs> to be quite honest I've, i have no idea but i think that i think there's a couple different things that could happen i have some theories i don't know what's going to happen i don't think anybody really does there's always stuff going on behind the scenes that us as normal civilians everyday people just barely barely understand and can begin to comprehend um but related to tiktok i think tiktok blew up because it was filling a need in the market for something right so it actually personally i don't think it's a big deal if tiktok goes away um i i kind of hope it doesn't as a platform it's really cool um i hope there is a way to, to fix a lot of the fundamental problems with you know privacy and everything but from what i understand they actually pretty much follow the same guidelines facebook does uh right facebook's taking all your data too but people don't like that it's china doing it <laughs> So, yeah, that's that's the big that's the big key right there. They're they're just exactly unhappy about who country. it is. <laughs> so um, 
so I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know if they're going to fix that. I don't know if there's a way around that. I don't know if there's some sort of compromise that that the company and, and the different countries can come to. However, that being said, you know, a lot of cool creators have popped up from the platform that are going to continue to be creators. And, and a lot of their one really cool thing is a lot of creators that blow up on TikTok will immediately have their following, you know, hey, go check out my Instagram, go go check check out my YouTube. And it just TikTok's just a platform to to expand, to grow and reach new audiences and then bring them over to where you want to create content. So it's done a lot. And I think a lot of what TikTok did is, is already done. If it does go away, I think a new platform will come in its place because there's a need for for that kind of content in today's society. So that was just my yeah. two cents, man. Hands down, I, I'm I'm on the same page. Like TikTok is huge. The fact that they're opening up ad, you know, self serve ads is huge, but yep. it is not going to take that much work for Instagram to come in and build their version of TikTok, integrate it, and just steal all market share. It, it wouldn't be that hard. Right, exactly, exactly. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But, you know, I was actually, I saw another article recently where um, a, a couple of people who were on the fence about getting on TikTok, you know, Gary vee has been telling people, you know, get on TikTok, get on TikTok, uh, do a TikTok a day, do a handful a day, and, and within 30 days, you'll see something. I was kind of thinking about hopping on the trend and producing something uh either for myself or for tortugo or any of the other businesses we have um like just a handful of tiktoks a day for as long as possible in the event it does get removed yeah the last ditch effort to try to you know take advantage of the reach that that the platform provides but yeah just a thought, just a thought over the weekend <laughs> It's definitely not one of our strong suits, at least at Tortuga. It, I, won't, I won't say it's not a strong suit. It's something that we don't divert div a lot of attention to. I mean, we've done some TikToks here and there. We know the potential. Um, personally, I know the potential because, I mean, you know, I've had some things blow up over there. But I think that if we did, like, actually do that 30-day sprint, we'd see some some pretty crazy stuff uh, That's happen. what I'm thinking. Yeah. But, exactly uh, I, like I said, I, I don't think it's that hard for Facebook to come in and just build their own version of the platform. And they already have the, they think, already do you have, think that's what would do you think that's what would happen? Or do you think uh, a new platform altogether would pop up in its place in the event that it did get shut down in most countries? There's a lot of platforms that are out there that are similar. They're trying to compete and they just don't have the, the reach that TikTok does. I think the only companies that really have that ability are companies like Twitter uh, Facebook and YouTube. And out of all the people who's, you know, we've seen Instagram already steal Snapchat's thunder. So That's true, it's only man. a matter of time. I, I think Mark Zuckerberg's the, the type of person who just likes to squash competition. So <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, that's true. They have the resources for sure. Yeah, but Mark Mark has his own problems. So uh, Facebook hired a civil rights law firm to audit their platform a couple of years ago. And in the middle of all of these civil, you know, unrest boycotts and, and all these civil injustices going on in the middle of the world, and right at around time that a lot of companies were boycotting Facebook on their ad platform, uh, the law firm came back and said, you guys are terrible. <laughs> so their own audit pretty much, you know, they're, they're not doing well. 
So um, <laughs> Facebook is in some hot water right now. I mean, you, you had Cambridge Analytica. You've got all of this, you know, mistrust between them and their, you know, their users. And now this, the civil rights issue. Um, you know, what are your thoughts? Do you think that Facebook can survive this? Do you, do you think that, you know, companies should be wary about running ads on Facebook? I mean, we're in the middle of this this point where like uh, big, big companies are boycotting the ads. And then I was also seeing that like a lot of these small businesses can't boycott Facebook ads. It's not practical for them because that's where, you know, their revenue comes from. They rely on these things because yeah. they're not doing other, other ventures. Um, and this is a great point too about content marketing, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. So it's a, it's a tricky world to navigate for sure. Um, and there's stuff always changing in the landscape. I'm, I'm pretty cynical when it comes to trying to predict the future when it comes to this, this sort of thing. Um, for example, you know, I think, I think that as far as data privacy and, you know, everything related to our on, online data is, is definitely need to reform. Um, the way, the way things are done now is, you know, it's, it's not good for us as the consumers. But I think we're still a ways away from it, from the tipping point, if that makes sense. Uh, for example, in this specific scenario, in my opinion, I think it's just Facebook's just going to deal with it, overcome it, and then just keep chugging along. Facebook's too massive. Yeah. Um, Zuckerberg's wealth is, is too big. And it's been a long time since the uh, last time we saw anybody like that just topple over from, from regulations and problems and issues that arise so you know i think they're going to find a way to overcome it and it's going to be done with and over time little things like this are going to stack and stack and stack and stack and it's going to reach a tipping point where things are just going to have to be done differently it's very rare for a company to to be toppled over anyways like microsoft in their very early days i'm not sure if you're aware of this but microsoft was dealing with a lot of uh monopoly lawsuits and stuff and bill gates actually had to go to um to Washington DC to testify and stuff. And it's rare that, you know, these companies can cripple from something like this. But I think that one of the more practical advice or pieces of advice for our listeners is if, if you find yourself in this scenario where, you know, your a majority of your revenue comes from ads and legion through Facebook, and then the entire world decides, you know, either A, Facebook is no longer going to exist, or B, you know, uh, you shouldn't be on it because that's another thing. Like if, if the entire world is screaming, hey, stop your ads and you rely on ads, you know, you're in a sticky situation, right? Like you're like, okay, it, morally I should stop, but how do I when my entire business is going to collapse because that's where my revenue is? And this is a fantastic point. This is, what we've, been, yeah. this is what we've been screaming to people like, yo, get on the content marketing bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to be eventually you got to be independent, you got to be self-sustaining and your brand, your company, your business should be able to generate traffic and interest from consumers from the content you're producing. Absolutely. Um, you know, every this isn't new advice. This has already been said in multiple multiple times, but every single company should be performing like a media company. You know, if you're if you're a CBD store, you should be talking about CBD and yourself and your story, your story, all the time. There should be videos and blogs and graphics and infomercials and, and uh, infographics. I'm sorry, um, just all about the topic, and that's 
you know, I, I think this is old news, but, <laughs> but this, you know, if that, if you followed that, it is old news, but still too many people don't follow it. But if you did, you wouldn't even run into problems like this. Do not yeah, rely the- on any platform. You've got your own audience, your own tribe, and they follow you for the resources you provide. Yeah. And the only difference between, you know, someone who relies completely on Legion and someone who relies completely on content marketing is if you're relying on content marketing, chances are you're you've either built an audience or you have, you know, really, 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 really good SEO and people are just visiting your site thousands of times a day. Um, So it's either one of those. So for the people that are well versed in Legion and they rely on this 110 percent, the first thing that goes to their mind is if I cut off Legion, I'm cutting off my business. And so one question that a lot of people seem to have in their mind is like when it comes to content marketing is a yeah, like how long is it going to take before I see results? Of course, tying directly into that, we know that if you don't have a large audience, it's going to take some time to gain traction. So what do you do in that scenario? Uh, we've put out a couple of videos on this. We've talked about this. We're doing this ourselves. What can a business do when they first start content marketing to kickstart their their visibility? I'm I'm glad we've been talking about this a lot more. You like we've had conversations off camera about how important this topic is, and, and I think that's why we keep bringing it up. Um, it, you know because. I feel like people think about content marketing as an all or nothing approach, but it yep. doesn't have to be. I, you know, if I had to say anything, I, I'd recommend that people start by first uh, truly understanding who that target audience is, because until you can get in the mind of the person that you're trying to market to, you know, whatever you try isn't really going to work. So you, you've got to get in there, really understand every little detail about them, what kind of brands they like what kind of soda they drink, everything about this person. So you truly understand not just what the problem that they're trying to solve is, but where's that problem coming from? Like, where is this all coming from? And that's what you can start, you know, talking about. And you don't have to start by spending tons of money if you're a local small, but like, for example, I get a lot of pushback from local businesses because the concept of spending two to 300 bucks on Facebook ads just makes more sense then spinning your wheels and trying to do content social media like it just seems so confusing to build up an audience and it also seems like it's a waste of time because you know why why do i want to build a national audience i'm local that's i just get so much pushback around that and some of the larger brands they they probably aren't having these types of discussions because it's just it's a little bit different uh, but but for the local guys, you really don't have to overcomplicate it. If you if you've been able to really get in there and understand your your target audience and what problems they have, then you can reverse engineer and come up with how are you going to deliver that solution. It might be in the form of a story on social media once a day at the end of the job. At the end of the job, talk about your day and how it relates to how you helped solve that problem for someone else. And over time, you're just drilling it and drilling it and drilling it, and eventually it just clicks. But yeah, and it's it's ironic you say that because a lot of people don't tend to think about it this way, but building an audience is a lot like relying on walk-in traffic, right? If you, you know, back in the day before Facebook ads, before the Legion, um, yeah, you could like throw, you could pay big money to throw something up on a billboard or run a, you know, radio spot or something. But 
at the end of the day, you would have your, like if you were a service, uh, excuse me, a product based industry, you would buy a, a little piece of land or, or rent out a location or whatever, put your store there and hope that people would come by and walk in the door. And then once they're in the door, it's up to you to make them a customer for life, right? You deliver them a good experience, you give them a good product, you do everything you can to nurture that customer so that when they walk out, not only are they going to come back, but they're going to tell their friends. It's very similar in content marketing. It's 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 nothing different. It's just digital. Like you're exactly. hoping that someone lands on your content and then you deliver them the best experience possible, give them the best product possible so that they keep coming back and they keep telling their friends about it. It's the same exact thing. And so precisely a, a lot of people don't think about it like that. And it's it's just like the concept of shifting from paying to get in front of people to maybe even paying to gain to gain an audience, which we could talk about a little bit more too, but like just delivering value and being a good business, that concept is hard to understand, but it's totally doable. It's just something you have to start now because it does take time. Just like if you were to open a business right now, not everyone in Raleigh in our area is going to walk through your door. You just have to like wait for that slow drip, you know? So very similar concept. We actually uh, recorded a video today where I'm talking about, um, you know, how you can use me to buy to take advantage of that situation. And, you know, you, you mentioned like, it just makes more practical sense for some people to spend 200, $300 on Facebook ads. I mean, you could spend that same 200, 300, you could spend 150, you could spend a hundred on just gaining an audience for the people for your content. I made a video for those of you guys that are listening, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Tortuga Marketing. This one's coming up soon. I made a video step-by-step -step on how you can run a Facebook ad campaign to get people to read your blogs. Who, and who's so, in this last video? Is it you or Abby? It's me. Cool. Yeah, so I'll, I'll run you through exactly how you could create a Facebook ad campaign. If you're doing blogging right now and you're relying heavily on SEO, fantastic. If you want to, you know, get more people on your page and be able to retarget them later and create lookalike, I, I run over all that stuff. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Tortuga Marketing. It'll be out soon. Um, but, it, you know, it really comes down to that. Just starting, starting somewhere and always be focused on delivering the best experience and the most value possible. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. And that's going to be a really good topic. I'm excited to see the video. I love, um, you know, for, for those of you, I'm sure some people listening have been, there's, there's a handful of people that we have that have been following us, you know, like people like Neil, who've been following us from the very, very beginning from when Tortuga first started. And, and they've seen Spencer and you guys have seen Spencer go from being our videographer to now being our, uh, um, basically our director of marketing, uh, currently cre uh, creative director, but he does it all. <laughs> uh, so it's really cool to, uh, like, this is typically how it goes down. We'll, we'll talk about our target audience. We both are really kind of aware of, of the, the problems that people are trying to solve and what's going on. And, uh, and Spencer comes up with all these cool video topics all by himself. And it's really cool to watch like the whole process unfold and happen all for you guys, really. So it's really cool. And a lot of people could take that, you know, we try to lead by example here. You could take that same concept and apply it to your business or your service, your product, whatever the case may be. Like that's part of getting in the minds of, of mm -hmm. the people you're dealing with. You know, Seth Godin talks about uh, how marketing is 
is essentially helping people. It's it's creating a solution. It's not scamming people. It's not trying to take their money. It's not selling them on anything. You're trying to, you know, identify the problem, listen to the people, listen to your target audience and, and give them the solution. And so if you can just break that down and build content around that, I mean, if you like, you know, we used the CBD example earlier, there are a million topics that can answer all these questions that people have about CBD, you know, and if you can educate them and you could become the leader in that space, they're going to buy from you because they trust you. Same thing with service-based industries. If you're, if you're a plumber, you might be like, well, what, what the, you know, what am I going to, what, what on earth could I make content about? As a plumber, well, I tell you one thing right now. I want to know how to unclog my sink. And if you tell me how to unclog my sink, there's a chance I'm going to hire you for something for either that or something more complex. You know, like absolutely, you're not, you're not giving away everything. You're just and you're good. And well, I was going to say, and on top of that, we talked about this during another episode, but similar to Spencer, I too would love to know how to unclog the sink, but I want to know how to unclog the sink so I can go and I can watch a video about how I don't actually want to do this and I can <laughs> call you. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I only yeah. want to know so I can say that I know and then choose to not do it because I don't have time to do it, but it's actually quite challenging. And I don't want to do it myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, Lewis, so. for for everyone out there who's starting to create content, right? Let's just say, for the people that are they've dove in, they said, "All right, content marketing is for me. I'm going to start." They they let's just say for anybody out there who's started writing a blog for their business, um, what are some practical tips that they, that you think that they could use to make sure that they're getting the most reach and to make sure that they're they are gaining that audience? Uh, it's such a, it's a, it's an easy, but tough question. Easy because I could talk about this for a long because I know that I don't have a long time. So <laughs> I'll try to condense it. Uh, and you, and you stole a question from me, dude. I was going to ask you if, if you thought that we sometimes oversimplify things. Um, so mm. I'm going to put a pin on that one and come back to it. Cause I, I want to ask you a question too. Um, but, uh, for yours, I, I think that. I'm going to just have to steal Gary's advice and, and recommend that people don't worry about creating so much. Obviously, start with what we said, you know, find your target audience. Who are they like? What do they want? Uh, for example, I have a, uh, a tree tree service business, my dad, my sister. And um, originally when we started, we were like, oh, yeah, we cut trees down. And that's everybody. Everybody who has a tree that needs to cut down, that's us. Nope, not us at all. Over time, in a very short period of time, we realized that our target audience were, you know, the you, you know, 30 to 40 year old couples that had children that lived in a suburban neighborhood that was built on a plot of land with woods in the back. And if you're familiar, if this sounds like you, most of the times these houses get brought up and they clear the spot where the house is going to go and they leave the woods in the back just to save money. But when, by the time people get moved in, by the time the house gets built, there's already underbrush. And so the new homeowners get in and they just leave it. And then that just becomes the forest. <laughs> um, but there's a bunch of land back there. There's a bunch of stuff back there. And so we're the people that you call to come in and clear it up so that there aren't snakes and ticks and stuff. 
community are, understand what our people look like, what problems are they facing, who are they? And this is a long-winded way of saying that you really need to understand your buyer persona first and foremost, because by understanding who our target audience is, we know what things are important to them. We know that they don't care about the trees and the brush, so to speak. They care about not having snakes coming into the playground while their kids are playing. They care about not having to find ticks on their dogs in the living room because their dogs were out on the, you know, the, the borderline of their property. Like, those are the things that matter to them. So creating content around that makes more sense than the other stuff. <laughs> so that's the very, very first thing you got to do. As soon as you understand who you're targeting, the rest should come easy. And then you can just document versus create. Just record everything. Try to highlight those moments that you believe really resonate with that target audience and then just post to social media and the, the last little tip tidbit that i think is really cool that someone showed me a while like a long long time ago was that you you can't just if you don't have a ton of money you can't just post and and be done with it you know um the the thing about social is that it is social so if you post something and let's say you posted a, let's say a tree service company um no company in particular, but posted a guide about how to identify certain snakes and whether they're poisonous or not. Right? That's pretty cool. That's resourceful. It's not salesy. It's content. And um, if you just post it and you have 100 followers, a handful of those folks are going to see it and maybe share it. But that's it. But if you post it and you're really happy with what you post and you like it, you can share it to groups. You can send it to uh, other pages that uh cure curate that type of content basically you have to do good old-fashioned hard work to get it out there manually in front of the right people so that they turn around and be shared to others um i don't know i was starting to go on a ramble this is this is why i said that i could talk about this for a long time so i don't know if that answers your question but i'd start the very first thing i'd start with is by creating that target audience and, and making sure you know exactly what their problems are yeah absolutely yeah, no, those are those are really good tips. I mean, the the true answer is there's a lot of different ways to go about sure, it in the yeah. beginning. Um, I was just hoping that you could give us some because for the people that are listening, I mean, there's a lot of people out there who, just to be frank, they're not ready to hire an agency. You know, they're still getting their boots on the ground, like they're still strapping up from from starting the business. So if you're listening to this and you know that content marketing is for you. These are some great tips that you can use to get started. You know, start documenting your journey, start posting to social, share it with people. Don't be spammy. Be a good person, first of all. Just be a good person. Always have, you know, true intentions um, because that's going to resonate the most with everybody. Uh, that's that's one of the things that we try to pride ourselves with here at Tortuga Marketing is you know, we're the feel good marketing company. We, we want to make sure that you feel good working with us. And you can apply that same concept to your business. You know, don't be scammy. Don't be, you know, suspect. Just have your customer's best interest in mind and create content around that. It's, it's very similar to, you know what? Somebody actually came in and repaired my dryer today. And the guy who, who yeah, the guy who came in, really nice guy went the extra mile to like clean out the the back of the dryer and like was telling me all these tips and he's just chit-chatting with me and i get this this feeling that this guy just has my best interest in mind he's giving me tips and he's going the extra mile he fixed my closet doors and he's like oh this isn't right and he doesn't even work 
for the management company. He was contracted. So he wasn't paid to do all this extra stuff, but he showed up and he was just being a good person. And now I, I have his contact information. And if something comes down, I'm just I'm going to call him if I need him, you know, so that kind of thing, like being able to be that for your customers on a digital side, it will go a long way for you when it comes to building that audience. And eventually you're going to find those 1000 loyal fans. You know, you always want to push for those 1000 fans. I think the future talks about that, right? Yeah. But where did that where did that come from? Who's the guy? There's a book. I forget. Um while you're looking it up, the premise is just focus on getting a thousand fans. Uh, if you could do that, your business will grow forever. Like, don't worry about millions. Don't worry about hundreds of thousands. Try to get a thousand loyal fans for your business, and you'll be surprised at the results. Did you find out who it was? Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly. Uh, I think so. Kelly. I mean, there's a handful of people, but his name keeps coming up. His his quote and his uh, concept is being reshared across multiple channels, and so that's why I couldn't remember who it was. But it appears that he was the original. He was the original creator of it. It's a cool concept. If you haven't checked it out, there's dozens and dozens of videos online. But and uh, Lewis, one more question before you bounce yours off of me for everyone listening. I mean, I think a lot of people want information how to get started. You know, you gave them some good stuff, but. Uh, what do you recommend to be the first avenue? I mean, you, there's a million ways to create content. You got blogs, you got video, you've got photo, you know, you've got LinkedIn, copy, posts. Well, you know, what do you recommend people do, um, you know, for the people that are busy out there, but still want to make, make this effort and make this work? Um, my short answer is it depends, but I, f I hate when people do that. I almost cursed. Um, <laughs> I'm not Gary. Can't do that. <laughs> Explicit tag. <laughs> no, but uh, it depends. But how do I how do I word it? It really it really just depends. It depends on your end or resources, what you enjoy doing. So my answer, my tidbit of advice is to say screw it don't worry about like what's the perfect thing or what's the right thing i mean you know you got to create content you know your skills you know your budget if you can't hire some that's actually hire someone that's, <laughs> but if you can't hire someone just do the thing that you're better at if you're okay yep. at doing videos but you don't know if videos is the right way screw it just do videos if you're a really good writer and you used to write a lot in, in, in college and you enjoyed that don't worry about whether or not blogs are the best way to do it. Just do it. Just start. Um, I get really frustrated because the biggest issue that I see to date, I just dropped something really important on the carpet and I'm going to have a really hard time finding it later, um, <laughs> is that people don't get started. They overthink it because they want to get it right. They don't want to waste time. And it ends up wasting a ton of time because you don't start. So... That was going to be, that was, that was right along my thought process. I mean, if you know you're good at something, start there. And then worst case scenario, you hire someone to turn that into other things. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Because it's, it's, it's going to be a trial and error anyways. So you might as well get started and work, work to improve along the way. Yeah. For like some actionable items, if you're really good at video, go create a video and then go on free up or Fiverr or something and hire someone to turn that video into a blog. And post it to your website. 
You know, it's mm -hmm. it really comes down to that. Chop that video up into a couple of different clips and throw it on Instagram. Send it to a couple of people. You know, if you guys have if you have loyal customers that you know that would if you have customers that you have good relationship with and you know that whatever you're creating would actually benefit them, be like, hey, I just made this. Don't you know, feel free to watch it if you want. But I think it might be super useful for you. Boom. They're going to be like, great. Thanks. You know, loyal fan. There you go. There's Absolutely. a million ways to tackle it. Absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. Now, what Can was I ask your, you a question what, now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Because you keep putting me on the spot there. So I I'm nervous. Do you <laughs> ever feel like, or have you ever had the feeling, inclination, or do you ever think that as marketers, we might sometimes oversimplify things? Because I have noticed that it kind of hit me while we were doing this recording. Uh, I, I've noticed there's been a handful of times where we tell people, that, uh, you, you know, we talk about our approach to content marketing and everything, but I feel like a lot of people get hung up on the details, right? And we, our advice is don't get hung up on the details, but do you think it goes deeper than that? Do you think because we've done it so many times for so many different brands that we just look at it from a different perspective? And I'm not talking about just you and me. I mean, marketers in general. Uh, definitely. I mean, I think that uh, yes and no. To some extent, we do see things differently. We see them simpler. It's much more clear to us. For someone who doesn't do marketing, they don't they don't look at things this way. You know, I'm the type of person that through my day to day activities, everything that comes across me, I'm like, oh, that's good marketing, or oh, that's that's terrible, or oh, I see what you did yeah. there. That was that was good. Um, some yeah, people it doesn't. Yeah, I always do it, that too. It reminds me of being a filmmaker too, you know, like I can't watch a Netflix movie in peace anymore because I'm like, ah, that's a good teal and orange. Nice. Um, <laughs> but yes and no. At the same time, it's like, I think what a lot of marketers are just trying to get people to understand is you do get caught up in the details and that's, that's what hinders your progress. And so, you know, as, as an agency, we're still a, a small business. And I came on a little bit after you guys uh, had started. And at the end of the day, I think that we as a company have learned so much over the past two years that we wouldn't have learned if we hadn't just started, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we consider ourselves to be marketing experts, but we're still learning every day. And I think a lot of people can apply that same concept. You know, yes, it might be a little, we might be saying it's a little more simpler than it actually is. Um, and when those types of things happen, I mean, we're here to help too. You know, a lot of our customers are like, well, that sounds super, super simple, Absolutely. but it, it never works out that way. Well, we're going to make sure to take care of you. But for those of you that aren't, you know, our, our, our customers, um, it can sound simple. Like if we just say, hey, you know, just create content and post it, you're probably on the other side thinking, well, that, that doesn't work. I've tried that. And it's like, well, yes and no. I mean, how much of it have you tried? How much testing have you done? You know, are you consistent or have you just done it for a week? You know, yeah. um, there are details. But the key, I, th I think that if you follow these two rules right here, A, you get started and B, you're consistent with it. Or, or let's say three rules. The third one would be you're willing to change. <laughs> you're willing to change along the way and learn. 
you're going to be successful no matter what with it. And so that that's the three things right there. You know, start, be consistent, and be willing to adapt. And and everything else falls under that umbrella. Very well that's said. That's my thought. Well that's, that's my two cents. No, I like it. I like it. Good good two cents. Well worth well worth well worth it. That that's why I always recommend people to just get started, you know, because that's 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 the first rule. And it reminds me a little bit of actually everything, but specifically com- parenting comes to mind. Uh, I'm not a parent, so I can't relate firsthand, but I've seen plenty of movies, so I'm basically a parent. Um <laughs> just kidding. But uh I've seen I've seen a lot of t- the expecting parent is freaking out and, you know, they're reading all the books and they're worried that they're not going to be able to get it right. And like, what if my baby dies? What if I drop it? You know, what if I break it? You know, all those things. And then you have the the seasoned parent who's already had three and they're just like, ah, you got it. Those things are pretty durable. Like you're, you're going to be fine. But the person who's about to have the baby is hearing that and goes, nope, not at all. Like, I don't care what you're saying. This is going to be hard. I'm, I'm scared. And then it's not as bad as they think. That is a fantastic analogy. Same thing. <laughs> I would have never thought about it like that. I don't know why I'm thinking about babies, Melissa. I hope you're not listening to this. It's too early. <laughs> <laughs> one of our one of our employees just had a baby. That's what it is. There we go. That's what it is. One of our team members just had a little turtle. She did. She's come. She's uh. She. I need to leave. It's time to figure out what's happening next. <laughs> Can you yeah, believe it's ha- been that long? Quarantine has messed up the entire timeline of everything. It's so bad. We had, a, we had a team member, our first team member ever. Yeah, our first team member ever joined Tortuga a, few, a couple years ago, and um, she went on maternity leave right before COVID struck. And so her entire leave and her birth, like all of it happened during uh, quarantine. And so... We, I, I did meet the baby, um, but nobody else has had a chance to really like on our team. Nobody else has really had a chance to meet the baby. Um, yeah, it's just been a, it's been crazy. Like I can't believe that many months has already passed, and things are still yeah. looking uh, iffy. <laughs> yep, to say the least. Things are looking worse. To be honest, I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen. I know uh, what for. Three, four weeks ago, we had gotten together for a family thing and we were talking about doing like a trip somewhere. Um, and what we were thinking about doing was taking advantage of low prices now and mm-hmm. getting like a trip to Cancun or something cool like that for late October. I think it was on like 300 bucks for the flight round trip uh, to Cancun and the resort. Uh, I think the resort was another 200 bucks for the whole week. So all in, you you know, five six hundred bucks, all inclusive drinks, food, and everything. Um, but now we're uh, we're second guessing it because I don't think it would be smart. <laughs> I have a friend who's actually in Dominican Republic right now. Him and his girlfriend are at a resort, and they have the entire place to themselves. Oh man, that sounds miserable. I don't know. I. <laughs> When I go on vacations for something like that, I look forward to meeting strangers and making friends at the bar and at the pool and talking to people. I don't know. I don't know. That's just me. (laughs) That sounds like typical Lewis right there. All right. We got off topic, man. (laughs) We did. Well, I I think that wraps it up for today. I think we've we've given a lot of of stuff out, covered some news. Um, 
long story short, guys, if if you're just starting content marketing, it does take time. Last episode uh, that I put out, the one before Lewis's next one, uh, I think it was episode four. Um, I mentioned that it could take six to nine months, you know, to see results from a good content marketing campaign. And, you know, those those results become exponential, but you guys can start now and you can make that process a little bit faster, you know, if you just if you just set aside some time to do it. Absolutely. Well said. We haven't even talked about media buy, but but I'm going to talk about that on our YouTube channel. So, again, make sure you guys are subscribed to our YouTube channel, Tortuga Marketing. Follow us on Facebook as well and Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and LinkedIn and everything else out there. <laughs> And uh, if you guys are listening on Apple, uh, we really could use your help. Um, we've noticed that, uh, or at least I personally have noticed, because I've been looking at the metrics, a lot of Apple listeners out there are not subscribed. Gary V has the same problem, ironically. Um, so please, subscribe to our podcast. If you're listening on an Apple device, give us a rating. Five stars are definitely preferred, but hey, you know we, we're all about authenticity here. If you guys want to rip us, go ahead. We take constructive criticism. Do it. Do it for Spencer. <laughs> Do it for me. Do it for Lewis. Do it for Lewis. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys so much for, for another episode. We appreciate you. If you made it this far, you guys mean the world to us. And and if you didn't make it this far, you, you still mean the world to us. <laughs> thank no, you, you Lewis. You suck for not listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't mean that. Right, he didn't mean that. Thanks, Lewis. <laughs> thanks, everybody. And we'll, uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode of The Shell. Thanks for listening. Soon.